Welcome to the Piloting the Jets podcast, your home of the New York Jets on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What is going on, Jets fans? My name is Neil Villapiano, and I'm the host of the brand new podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network, piloting the J-E-T-S podcast, your number one place to get everything you need to know about your new York Jets. Thank you guys so very much for all of the great warm receptions that you've given me on social media at Pilot Jets Pod on Twitter. Really means a lot to me. And yeah, this podcast is something I've wanted to do for a while. And this is one of several podcasts that I do. And all of them, um, you know, involve working with Amaze Media Labs. They do an absolutely great job. I actually work with both of the other two sister networks with the Pigskin Podcast Network. Um, One of my podcasts is called the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, which covers the New Jersey Devils of the NHL for hockey on the Hockey Podcast Network. And I am also the host of the Bridge to the Nets podcast on the Basketball Podcast Network, which covers the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA for basketball. So now I have shifted into football as well. So if you have obviously been following my podcast before, this is not the first time that you have heard um, my voice. But if this is the first time and everything, welcome. And I thank you so much for welcoming me to the network and i'm super excited to get going and i felt like getting episode one out the week of week one felt like a really good time to kick this thing off i announced the start of this podcast last friday and now we're getting underway with episode number one this episode and everything we do here at the pigskin podcast network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings sportsbook You guys already know if you want to get in on the huge cash prizes, especially with college football underway and the NFL season, including our New York Jets season kicks off this upcoming Sunday. Make sure you go to DraftKings right now. You sign up, you use our promo code TPPN. And as always, you tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you. Also, we have a brand new sponsor as well. It is Raycon Earbuds, and you guys will hear uh, a little bit more of a description later on the episode about Raycon, but it is sponsored by the well-known rapper Ray J, who started it with the tremendous earbuds with just so many great features, and we're super excited to, uh, to do something with them and to start a partnership. And when you go and check out when you buy yourself your own pair of earphones or or headphones, whatever you want to buy, make sure you use our promo code TPPN to get 15% off your purchase. And again, thank you to Raycon and DraftKings for both sponsoring the Piloting the Jets podcast as well as the Pigskin Podcast Network. So 
Let me give you a quick rundown of how things are usually going to go um, throughout these episodes, especially now that the season is kicking underway. So we're going to do one episode a week every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, you guys will get a new episode and we'll kind of just recap. You know, obviously, next episode, we'll recap our week one matchup against the Baltimore Ravens at home. And I'll give you a bunch of information and news things. A lot of things that I find to be the most important that all of Jets Nation, all of Gangrene Nation needs to know. And we'll obviously look forward to the next week and whoever we're facing off against. And you'll you'll get my opinion as well of the games and stuff like that. And I will also do my best to be as active as I can on social media, again, at Pilot Jets Pod on Twitter. So make sure you guys follow and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any new tweets and any content that I put out there. So make sure you guys uh, go from there. We will also get some interviews and things like that. And I'm looking forward to interacting with all of you great Jets fans and just being a part of this great fan base, this passionate fan base. And obviously, as we all know, for the last decade, it has been... To put it lightly, been very tough watching this New York Jets team. And with the start of every season comes the feeling of hope. I know maybe not everybody feels that way, but it's the hope that although our expectations might be mixed, we're hoping, but, you know, as much positive as we possibly can. But this podcast is for the fans, by a fan. I'm going to be as authentic and raw as possible giving you my feelings. So if the Jets get blown out, I'm going to tell you how much I didn't like it and everything about it. And I'm going to be there for you guys because that's all. That's what I'm about. I do this because of all of the Jets fans out there. So I'm, again, really, really excited to kick things off. Uh, just to quickly also give you some other background information on myself. Born and raised in central New Jersey. And uh, my, my uncle... Because um, a lot of people recognize my last name, my uncle Phil Villapiano, he played in the National Football League for 13 years with both the Oakland Raiders and the Buffalo Bills, and he won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 11, when the Raiders blew out the Minnesota Vikings. He actually got the play of the game. Very well known in the pretty much the state of New Jersey, especially in the county, Monmouth County, that I live in. And I am a huge football fan, and I've been watching the Jets for a very, very long time. And uh, I also wrote a very, very popular book that uh, I feel like really, really depicts what it has been like for the Jets since they won Super Bowl three, And it's titled J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. And I'll leave a, uh, a link to it uh, when I post the episode so you guys can check it out. And uh, you can check it out on Amazon. And it's for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan, you definitely can take a guess as to how I got that, uh, that price. But that's kind of a background on myself. Again, like I mentioned before, I have two other podcasts uh, through a maze with the Devil State of Mind podcast covering the New Jersey Devils, as well as the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So make sure you go check out those podcasts as well. And obviously, you are here supporting me with the Potting the Jets podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us get into the content, shall we? Uh, we have a bunch to get to, as we're always going to have here, especially with the season kicking underway. 
We're going to start things off talking about a, I would say, a relatively major update that involves uh, starting quarterback Zach Wilson and what he was able to do on Monday. So if you guys are listening to this, uh, yesterday. And we'll listen, and we'll get a chance to check out what Ro- what head coach Robert Sala um, had to say about Zach Wilson. We're also going to talk about C.J. Mosley's contract getting reconst- uh, reconstructed last week and what it means for the Jets this year and moving forward. And then what I'm going to do for the last two segments, I am going to give a preview slash prediction for Week One here coming up against the Baltimore Ravens at home. And then I'm going to finish it off with my season preview slash prediction. I'm going to give you my personal record, team MVP, offensive MVP, and defensive MVP. So as you can see, we have a bunch to get to here on this edition of Piloting the Jets podcast. So let's not waste any more time and kick this one off. So as I mentioned a few moments ago, we'll start things off with talking about quarterback Zach Wilson. Now, Obviously, Zach Wilson has been dealing with the injury that he sustained, a a bone bruise and torn meniscus back in the preseason opener against the Philadelphia Eagles um, almost about a month ago now. Uh, Next Monday, the 12th, will make it uh, one month since that injury. And uh, for most of the last couple of weeks, the expectation was Zach Wilson was probably not going to be available for week one, maybe not even available for week two and that he would miss the first two, maybe potentially even three games, depending on how surgery went and how much Wilson was able to do. And uh, Joe Flacco has been, for the most part, running the number one offense, um, number one offensive unit in practice. But on Monday, Zach Wilson returned to practice, and he had a pretty calming workout. It was his first workout since he went. He underwent arthro- arthroscopic knee surgery last month after he sustained an injury. Now, uh, head coach Robert Sala said that he expected to have a firm answer later this week and teased that it's possible that Zach Wilson can play. And these are three quotes that I picked up from when uh, Sala spoke to the media. He said uh, the first one was, quote, he looked good, felt good. Um, when he was asked by ESPN about Zach Wilson's workout. He also said, we're going to see how the knee responds today and tomorrow, and we'll have an answer for everybody on Wednesday. So um, by the time you guys are listening to this episode, uh, they will be getting ready to do another practice with Zach Wilson. And later on this week, we will find out if number two is going to be in the lineup uh, for the New York Jets, which would be kind of a surprise that he was able to get back so quickly and be ready to go. And and yes, obviously he's been away, didn't play in the last two preseason games and uh, hasn't been practicing, but it's good to see that Zach Wilson um, has an, uh, you know, has a chance to potentially play week number one. Uh, Saul also would go on to say, eventually, whether it's this week or next week, it's going to be the same story. He has to get back in there. You just have to rip the Band-Aid off when he's ready to play. When he's healthy and he feels good, he's going to play football. I mean, at the end of the day, look, my personal opinion is that we've seen how well the Jets offense, not just this year, but in years before, has responded when Joe Flacco is under center. And even to an extent how the team has reacted when Mike White is under center. 
And I know that this is a pretty unpopular opinion, especially considering Zach Wilson, uh, our number two, no, number two in our programs is entering his second year in the National Football League. But I'm still very skeptical of Zach Wilson and wondering if he truly is the best long-term option. Uh, but again, you know, you obviously want to give him the opportunity to see what he can do this year. But to me personally, I still think it would be the best thing to start Joe Flacco this week because not only is Zach Wilson not fully healthy, but you're giving Joe Flacco, who again, like I just mentioned, the offense definitely plays a lot better at times. And we saw it from just several players, just from several situations. Garrett Wilson even talked about it a couple of weeks ago about the major differences between when Flacco's under center and when Zach Wilson's under center and things like that. I think it just makes logical sense. Although when was the last time the Jets really made logical moves? Am I right? Um, the other thing is simply that Joe Flacco gets a chance to take on his former team, the Baltimore Ravens, to which he led them to a Super Bowl about a decade ago. And so that gives him extra motivation to want to go out there and prove himself. And it's going to be obviously opening week. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be at home at MetLife. The crowd's going to be there. It's going to be a sellout. I almost guarantee you, I feel like you need to feed off that emotion. I'm not saying the Jets can't come out on offense the same way with Zach Wilson under center, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to see Zach Wilson be under center. But I'm saying, especially considering that Joe Flacco has been running the the, the ones pretty much since uh, Zach Wilson got hurt, I feel like that Joe Flacco needs to at least start the first week or two and go from there. So that's just the way I look at it because, again, if you are for certain that Zach Wilson's the long-term answer, you don't want to throw him back out there when he's not fully healthy. And what if he starts, you know, being limited to certain things? And you know the Braves' defense is going to want to try to come and pressure Zach Wilson considering he's coming off that injury. You know, it's it's going to be a tough deal. Um, and I do wonder, especially if Zach Wilson comes in, how much passing is, you know, LaFleur going to actually do? Like, that's kind of the question that I'm I'm looking at. I still think they're going to, the Jets are going to run the ball a pretty decent amount with Brees Hall and Michael Carter and guys like that um, against that Ravens defense because their run defense is definitely suspect. Um, and also the fact that they want to probably kind of control the game as best as they can. But again, I, I just... I'm glad that Zach Wilson is ready to go, or at least looking like he's ready to go. And again, as Robert Saul put it, we will have more answers by the time we get Wednesday. So by the time Wednesday comes around, we will know for certain uh, who will be under center uh, for the New York Jets in week one when we take on the Ravens. So pretty big news uh, to start the week um, and obviously to start the podcast with Zach Wilson at least working out and being able to be somewhat mobile. So we'll see how things progress on Tuesday, and we'll know, like I said before, as so I'll put it, we will know our definitive answer by Wednesday. So we shall see what happens. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that uh, starting linebacker C.J. Mosley, he got his contract reconstructed by the Jets. Now, this happened back on Friday, September 2nd. Uh, Field Yates was the one that first reported it. He said the Jets have converted $14.88 million of linebacker C.J. Mosley's base salary into a signing bonus while adding two void years, creating $11.904 million in 2022 cap space per source. So clearly the Jets are trying to keep themselves in a position where they have a decent amount of money to sign some other guys and things like that if they need big. And although, unfortunately, this will make C.J. Mosley's cap hit a lot more next season, it does at least create some flexibility 
this upcoming year. Uh, let me give you a quick rundown of, you know, Mosley's contract when he signed it back in 2019 and kind of go from, you know, what exactly are we going to see uh, with regards to money and things like that, not just this year, but uh, moving forward. So in 2019, Mosley signed a five-year contract for $85 million with the Jets. The contract included a $7.5 million signing bonus. $43 million of it was guaranteed at signing and $51 million in total guarantees. So a good portion of this contract, even with it being, you know, reconstructed, is still very much um, guaranteed. On uh, 2020, uh, as we know, C.J. Mosley, he opted out of the season due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which actually pushed back his contract one season. That's why there are six seasons listed in his contract when you go look at it, wherever, spot track, whatever. Um, that's why there's six seasons, despite the, the contract only being five years. Therefore, uh, last season, the 2021-2022 season, was only the second year of the five-year contract. So C.J. Mosley is only going into his third season with the Jets. And the hope is, is that he is fully healthy from the start and can be the leader of that defense because the Jets signed him to that big money deal to be that leader, to be that anchor of that defense. And with the acquisitions and the, and the, the, the improvements of the defense overall, with Mosley's leadership and his still very much capability to rush the passer and play good in coverage that, you know, the Jets overall, not just Mosley, um, definitely improves a whole lot. With Salah being a defensive coach, you know, you're kind of hoping for that. Uh, suddenly, Mosley's cap hit for the upcoming 22-23 season goes down from $17.5 million to an astonishing only $5.6 million. So right then and there, you're saying to yourself, great. That means that mostly from the cap perspective is not being his hit is not that bad, which is great. But at the same time, you know, you're looking at it and you're saying his his salary cap hit will be more over the next couple of years. Now, with the Jets, obviously having a lot of guys that will come off the books after this upcoming season and things like that. Um, it might, it, it'll probably end up being a lot more doable. And, you know, we'll see how Mosley plays and we'll see if Joe Douglas may decide to make some moves when it comes to the linebacker. Um, before the Jets restructured uh, his contract, Mosley's salary cap hit was originally $17.5 million. Now it's approximately, because I said 5.6, but it's approximately $5.596 million. So the Jets saved $17.5 million. Um, seven, well, they saved $17.5 million minus $5.596 million, which equals just under $12 million. That's a good amount of money that the Jets saved for the upcoming season. And to give you an idea of to, you know, with regards, again, you're pushing money into the future. Um, mostly salary cap hit in 2023 will be $21.476 million, just still a lot of money. But at least going into this season, the Jets... Um, are not paying Mosley a considerable amount. Um, and Mosley's still going to get a good portion of his money anyway. So especially that guaranteed money. So it kind of works out in that form. So wouldn't worry about it. You know, again, you obviously always like to keep your eye on the future. And especially with the Jets continuing to rebuild, you have to look towards the future. But when you look at it from the right now perspective, this just gives the Jets more flexibility throughout the season to make moves depending on certain situations. We know the fact that the offensive line is still slowly coming together, but they're dealing with some injuries. Uh, you look at the secondary and you say to yourself, you know, it's kind of getting thin. What do the Jets got to do? Receiving core, kind of the same thing, especially with the fact that Denzel Mims requested a trade. 
He's not making a huge amount of money, but at the same time, obviously having cap space with a disgruntled player definitely kind of gives you an opportunity to maybe take on a bad contract if you have to, to move somebody like that. Just it gives Joe Douglas a multitude of different things that he could do to kind of work around, work around with this team and kind of go from there and see where everything goes. So, yeah. This was something that was kind of talked about throughout most of the offseason that I think the Jets were planning on doing. This is something that a lot of teams do, especially when you're trying to save cap for certain specific reasons in the right now. Um, so in the right now, it obviously doesn't really hurt the Jets that much because, again, Mosley's making just over $5.6 million. It's more about what's going to happen moving forward. But again, you know, the Jets will burn that bridge when they get to it. So, again, C.J. Mosley's uh, contract has been reconstructed. And so instead of his cap hit being $17.5 million, he will be playing. He will be getting paid just about $5.6 million for the 2022-2023 season. Gives a lot of flexibility and obviously, you know, gives some extra motivation to C.J. Mosley to come out and have what we hope to be, at this point, his best season so far as a New York Jet. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone, yes, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. So, for an example, if the Giants, for some reason, I don't even know how, are up by 10 points and then get demolished 50 to 10, you still end up getting paid instantly if you bet money on the Giants to lead by 10 at any point during the game. That's a win-win situation, unless you're the Giants. But anyway, um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So the next thing I wanted to do is just preview the game. Week one, opening week, at home, MetLife Stadium, one o'clock game against the Baltimore Ravens with one of the more dangerous running quarterbacks in the game that we have today in Lamar Jackson. And the big hope for the Ravens is simply that can they stay healthy? I mean, they were one of the most banged up teams last year, especially on the defense. And you do, uh, and you do wonder. And the fact now that Wink Martindale is no longer the defensive coordinator, you kind of wonder how the Ravens' defense is going to be when it comes to just simply, you know, do they blitz a lot more? Are they more conservative? Like, how are they going to play? It's kind of a big question mark. But I think when you look at the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens, this should be one of those weeks where Matt Lafleur should, excuse me, Mike Lafleur should just simply. Find a way to be more aggressive. I know the Jets may not feel that comfortable, whether it's with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or even Mike White for that matter. But I think that this definitely has to be one of those weeks where you gotta find a way to come out guns blazing. Like you gotta get, you gotta get the crowd into it. You gotta get this team going. You gotta give them some energy and some juice. And the big thing for the Jets on defense is not containing Lamar Jackson, but slowing him down. 
In other words, if you're going to let him run, right, you'd much rather him be forced to run a lot more than throw the ball. Although, you know, Lamar does still make some questionable decisions, but his throwing and his accuracy has certainly improved over time. And you look at their, you know, opportunities with the run game as well, which is a bunch, you know, with Dobbins, with Gus Edwards, you know, it's going to be a difficult attack. And we know what the offense of the Ravens can bring when all things are clicking. But if there's, but if there's a way for the Jets to kind of force Lamar Jackson to run a little bit more than he's probably going to want to or he's accustomed to, I actually think that that is an advantage to the Jets. Because, again, I know that people will say, well, you know, Lamar is going is a lot more, you know, first instinct is to run. And we know what he type of damage he could do when he runs. Wouldn't it make more sense to force Lamar Jackson to stay in that pocket and things like that? Ideally, that would also be a great thing, but I just feel like in this situation, the Jets' run defense has certainly improved. And I think with the act, you know, with the opportunities of you know bringing in a couple of guys, CJ Mosley coming back, being fully healthy, I think that it just creates an opportunity for these guys to kind of go after it. So for me, I don't want to say the Jets have to play a more conservative game plan on the defensive side. I think it's more of just understanding where Lamar Jackson is at all times and being find a way to frustrate him because he is one of those guys that when he gets frustrated, he gets in his head a lot more and that just shakes up the, and that just shakes up the entire offense. Cause as we know, the entire offense runs around Lamar Jackson. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup for the jets and going to be a tough one. And although I would like to hope that the jets find a way to get that, get that, you know, big win to start the season and get, and get everybody going. I think they're going to end up dropping this one, but it's going to be a close one. I have the Ravens winning this one this week, 24 to 21. I think it will come down to obviously a Justin Tucker kick, not saying it's going to be like with no time left in the clock or an overtime, but I think that that will end up being the small difference because the other thing we have to remember is this. Although both teams have had a lot of their starters practicing throughout entire training camp, a lot of them haven't played in a game yet. And there's a huge difference between when you're practicing and you're not getting hit all the time and, and, you know, not, and playing in preseason games, although they, you know, for starters, it's just, it just doesn't matter that much, but there's going to be an adjustment period for both teams. I think that we might see a little bit of sloppy football from both offenses at first. I think that's where the defenses are really going to shine. It might be kind of low scoring in the first quarter, maybe in the first half. But I think as the game progresses, both offenses are going to find some find some open holes. And the biggest thing for me when it comes to the Jets' offense is simply this. Other than, like I said before, LaFleur being aggressive, trying to go deep, trying to stretch the field is simply get Brees Hall involved as much as possible because Brees Hall has shown in some preseason games and also in training camp that he really has the opportunity to really break out as a very, very talented three-down running back. And we've and I've seen it a bunch of times. And Michael Carter definitely brings a, a good edge to him as well. So having a really good duo of Michael Carter and Brees Hall in the backfield is very, very good. And that's kind of what I want to see as well. I want to see Brees Hall get involved as much as possible. He's very shifty, especially when he gets into the open field. And he's not afraid to lower the shoulder either. And I think that if you're getting him involved, especially with the fact that how are the Ravens going to game plan for a rookie that they've never seen before, I think that can definitely be something that the Jets can find out and use to their advantage. So that's really, excuse me, that's really what I think the Jets should do. So as far as the offense, spread the field, 
open it up in the passing game, get Brees Hall involved as much as possible. On the defensive side, find a way to frustrate Lamar Jackson as much as possible. And really that comes from forcing him to have to run a lot more than he would want to, run a lot more than what the Ravens really want to do. Because look, Although the Ravens' main component and main strength on offense is running the football, the Jets' defensive line, and especially when it comes to the run defense in general, I think is massively improved. And that's what I want to see in this upcoming, in this week one matchup. So although I don't have the Jets winning this game, I still think, although, you know, losing by three, it just kind of shows that the Jets could definitely surprise and win. And I wouldn't be totally surprised if the Jets found a way to win this game. So that's what I'm going with. 24-21 Ravens in regulation for the prediction of week one. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of One Republic and Coldplay, my two favorite bands 100% of my lifetime, and it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to them, other than the fact that they are great bands, is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, I've tried. They do not budge at all. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they have a bunch of additional features. One example is noise isolation. This is something that we all crave. We want to block out as much of the outside noise as possible, whether we're listening to music, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. Raycon offers great noise isolation and also three customizable sound profiles just to give you the right, almost perfect level of noise that you want to have in your earbuds. Honestly, guys, Raycon is the best earbud company out there and you guys got to check out this offer that we have for you. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. An offer you don't want to miss out on. Now, last but certainly not least that I wanted to do here on the inaugural episode of Piloting the Jets podcast is doing a very quick season preview. I feel like it's a good time to kind of do it before the season kicks off so you guys know how I feel going into the season. So this, when I look at this schedule, this is a schedule that honestly could very much be in favor of the Jets, maybe not necessarily having a 500 record or better, but certainly winning a bunch more games than we've grown accustomed to seeing. Where this schedule is set up for the Jets, if, if it all is coming together well, for them to really take that next step in their development and their next step in the rebuild. For me, I have the Jets going 8-9. and nine. I think that they are going to be relatively competitive in the AFC East. I think when you look at some of the matchups like they have against the Ravens and the Bengals and the Packers, there's games like that where you say, okay, the Jets probably are not going to win these games. You try to be as realistic as possible. But I think when you look at the schedule, I don't think it's that out of the realm of possibility that the Jets can't win eight, maybe even nine games. I mean, winning eight or nine games this season would be a massive Massive step forward for this team, for Robert Sala, for Zach Wilson, for everybody involved. So 
for me, I look at this as almost like a back and forth type season where maybe they win a game and lose a game. Maybe they win two, you know, they lose two, maybe they win one, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a very up and down season, but I definitely think the Jets are going to be relatively competitive because I think they've improved a bunch on both sides. The offensive line, still somewhat of a question mark. And you're hoping that Dwayne Brown can be a really solid replacement for Mekhi Becton this year, Elijah Vera Tucker getting going, McDermott now coming back. He was re-signed. You know, you're hoping that the offensive line can be can, can improve. That's what you're hoping for. Because I think that's going to be the tall, that's going to be one of the big things we're going to watch out for. Can this offensive line, you know, really, really do it, it a good enough job to block for running the ball, throwing the ball? Because I think that will also be a major difference maker in how this record goes. But I'm going based off of everything kind of coming together and also being realistic. And so I think eight and nine is uh, is a good mark. I think the Jets can actually reach. So that is my prediction as far as record is concerned. Do I think they make the playoffs? No, but I still think eight and nine is, is a good season nonetheless, considering where the Jets are coming from. Now, team MVP. I was kind of going around the entire team and thinking, you know, which guys do I think could really, really be, you know, the most valuable player? And to be honest with you, I really like my chances with Brees Hall. I think just based off of what I've seen in training camp, everything, what you've seen on tape, he is just ready to absolutely explode. And him being a late round pick, and but the type of damage that I saw him do at, at Iowa State, I mean, this guy is ready to be one of those guys that you didn't expect to be, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but a, a really great running back. I think Brees Hall can do it. And I think if the Jets get him involved as much as possible, not just in week one, like I said, but get him involved as much as possible in the offense, that just takes a lot of pressure off Zach Wilson or whoever is under center and obviously creates another another huge dynamic for this offense overall. So for me, I'm going to go for team MVP to be Brees Hall. And I'm also going to go with Brees Hall to be offensive MVP. Because again, to me, it's like, if he's going to be the most valuable player overall, then he must be the most valuable player on offense. Um, I could have obviously picked someone else. I could have picked Zach Wilson. I could have picked anybody. But I just feel like that Brees Hall is going to be that guy that we're going to talk about more than anybody, not just through the season, but certainly when we look back, you know, in January, and we talk about this team and, you know, what it ended up doing. As far as defensive MVP, I'm going to go with C.J. Mosley. And I go with that because, again, based off the fact that his contract got reconstructed and the fact he's only making $5.6 million, I think C.J. Mosley has a lot to prove, not just from a financial standpoint to prove that he's worth the money he's getting paid, but the fact that his first year, he was out in the first quarter of week one. We never saw him. 2020, he opted out, you know? And last season was only the second, technically speaking, full year that he's been with this team. It's only the second year that we've seen that we've seen him. This should be that year where there's like no excuses, no weird injuries, no nothing. He's here. He's a leader of this team. This team runs through Mosley, and they want to follow him. You could see the young defenders on this team. Sauce Gardner said nothing but great things about C.J. Mosley about how much he is a leader and how much people listen to him and want to run through a brick wall for him. And I think that that's going to go a long way. And I think Mosley's going to really, really get back to the form that we saw him with when he was playing for the Ravens, for example. So Mosley's got some really good motivation as well going into week one this week, taking on his former team. But I think overall, he's really going to prove why the Jets paid him so much money and why he's still a really, really good linebacker in this league. So for defensive MVP, I'm going with CJ Mosley. So to quickly recap, my season prediction record-wise, 8-9. Team MVP, Brees Hall. 
offensive MVP is Brees Hall, and my defensive MVP, as I just mentioned moments ago, CJ Mosley. And so once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode number one, the inaugural episode of piloting the JETS podcast. Again, covering the New York Jets, new episodes every Tuesday. So the next time you will hear my voice, we'll be recapping week one against the Ravens and everything like that. And we'll be looking towards week number two as well. So excited to get this one going, guys. And Jets fans, I'm just super excited to interact with you on social media and on the podcast. And uh, hopefully this is the beginning of what should be a um, what we're all expecting to be a, a good year. For the New York Jets, and I'm excited to make this a great year in the first season, first edition of the Piloting the Jets podcast.